You're listening to ANR Podcast, episode 28. Today we'll be talking about some legal issues going on between Scarlett Johansson and Disney, Netflix's Transformers War for Cybertron Kingdom, and our thoughts on a live-action Invincible movie. Let's go. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another ANR Podcast. We've got a fun show today. But always, before we begin our show, I want to bring in my fellow partners. And today, joining me from Light Years and Beyond is my buddy Buzz, a.k.a. D. D, how you doing? To infinity. And, and beyond. beyond. <laughs> I'm all right. So, so I guess that makes me Woody. Yeah, he's pretty cool too, though. <laughs> I love Woody. Yeah, he's... Tom Hanks? Yeah. Oh, yes. Did you love Toy Story, all of them? I did. There's um, Didn't have any problems with any of them. You know how there's the sequelitis that just ruins the franchise? It's unbelievable how this franchise, yeah. it was so good. It, it maintained its heart. Yeah, it's so good. I, I believe there's a there's talks of another one coming. There's a Buzz Lightyear movie, but yeah. it's about the, the pre- actual a... character, and it has nothing yeah. to do with the toys. Which is kind of strange yeah. and weird. They didn't make the uh, cartoon Buzz Lightyear Star Command, so... yeah. So I, I will see when that drops, but uh, I heard that another Toy Story is in the works as well. So oh dear. They better not yeah. push it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you're, going, you're, going, you're going deep with four already right yeah. there, right? But it's just such a heartwarming type of movie. I just love all the characters they have there. And anytime they introduce a new character, whether it be a good guy or a bad guy, it's still such a great, you know, movie. It's it's unbelievable to see four straight. I mean, yeah, are there one that's better than the other? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone has their own preference. But you can't say that any of them were bad, right? It's just such a great... Uh... They put a smile on your face. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Uh, so, like we always do before we begin our three topics, uh, we are going to talk about what we got and what we watched. So, D, take it away. Someone threw a bunch of He-Man toys at me, and <laughs> oh, who was that? <laughs> the uh, the Shang Chi wave. So that's what I got. Shame on them. <laughs> I also went and got a you know those DC Ashenso lines that are no longer in existence. I went and bought a Catwoman. I want to make an Amazon, so I'm gonna to try to do. Did you want mine? Because like mine are just sitting here collecting dust. Which ones? Your essentials. I got. I think I have pretty much all of them. No, keep those, man. Are you crazy? I wish they had better articulation. Why did they use the same body for every figure? <laughs> that Nightwing looks nice, though. Yeah. And then you I, put I him beside it. Superman, and Superman's the same size as him. Yeah, I was just like, oh. The face sculpting is awesome. Yeah. No, they look really good. good. The Joker looks amazing for the face, but the rest of the... I don't know. Anyways, I don't want to get into DC. depressing me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, what did you watch or what did you get besides that? Didn't get anything else. There's just nothing out right now, unless I want to spend big bucks. But even then, I don't necessarily want anything. So, what I watched, um, I listened to a podcast on Monday. It's called Bad Friends, uh, with Bobby Lee, Bobby Lee from Mad TV. I don't know if you remember him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Andrew Santino, and it's just them being comedians and just talking nonsense. But I like it. I like a little comedy in my life. And then. I watched some more anime, but no movies this week. No movies, okay. No. Cool. I'm just trying to burn through that one I talked about last time called Black Clover, where that magic okay, yeah. kid finds that demonic sword. How is that going so far? It gets intense, and then it has filler episodes. Right now, there's filler uh, episodes. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. I know your kid was uh, into starting. He's asking questions about My Hero Academia. Yeah. Did he? Did he? taper off that or is he still asking he, he's still watching I, i'm gonna i'm gonna leave him alone a little bit let yeah. him watch a bit, and then come back to me like for me i haven't watched i haven't got deep in that either uh-huh. it's just because of time there's so many things going on right especially with our a and r projects but yeah. uh I'm, I'm gonna let him be and let him watch and then once he starts asking me questions then i'm gonna have to go back and watch him and then maybe we rewatch it with him why is he asking you questions he should be the one answering your question <laughs> that's that should be a... he, he always <laughs> he always defaults to me thinking that I, i've watched everything he's like what you didn't watch this what's wrong with you like i thought you're an a and r guy here right so he expects me to know and everything and it's just like okay yeah I'll, just tell uh, him that, tell him this is a, a test for him <laughs> yeah exactly right 
You tell me what you think. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, anything else? No, that's about it. Still need right. to watch Fast Nine. Still, are you into those types of movies? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I, any action movies? Yeah, definitely. I, I love movies generally. Uh, uh, all kinds of different uh, types of movies. Yeah. Except for except for you know the horror stuff. I don't do that stuff. That's that's Chris. That that's not us. Yeah, that's definitely Chris. That is right up his alley. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Chris, he is taking a little bit of a hiatus. He will be back with us down the road. So uh, we'll look forward to having him come back stronger than ever. Um, yeah, for me, what I, uh, what I watched and what I got. Okay, well, in terms of watching, I watched my uh, Superman and Lois TV show. Oh, there's a new is, episode? Uh, or is it done? Yeah. Oh, man. A new episode. Okay, thank you. I'm excited now. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this season I, was done or something. Wait. No, I believe there was. I I, I remember watching it, uh, last week. Oh, you know, it's such a blur. Yeah. So many things going on. I'm going to go but check, I believe, I'll check after. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this week wasn't it. But I, I watched that every Tuesday, so maybe I watched a rerun. It's been a blur for me. Um, I watch a lot of the Olympics right now. It's going on. It's so much fun to watch these uh, games. It, there's so many different sports that you get to watch for the first time because, you know, they don't really put BMX racing on on TSN every <laughs> single weekend, right? So you get to watch these cool, like, like I watched the trampoline uh, event, and it was insane. Some of these are getting How, weird. The height that these people get, in, it's like they're going like a three-story building. They're yeah. jumping that high, right? It's insane. Um, yeah, so I watched that, and then um, I've been watching. Um, I've been struggling through the Bad Batch. It's become real bad. It's it's dr- falling off a cliff for me. Like I have lost interest in this, but I'm trying to watch it because I do like some of the characters from there. But I just I'm struggling through it. It's just not pulling me in. I don't know what's wrong with the show. It maybe it's just me and just not being interested in it. But um, yeah, I watched that, um, and then. Obviously, Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty's doing strong. It's just such a phenomenal show. If anyone has not watched Rick and Morty, please go and watch this show. If you love smart comedy, you love you know these multiverse stuff. This is a show to watch. A lot of the writers from this show moved on to write movies for Marvel, and the Loki TV show was uh, a lot of it was written by you know um the rick and morty cast and the writers there so definitely worth checking out um what i got uh let's see what i see here i've got the uh third party oculus robots oh yeah uh, i got max yeah ocular max i'm gonna be building the uh the giant there i'm gonna probably do that on our youtube channel which by the way you should check out if you're uh, listening to our podcast we do have a youtube channel astonishing news and reviews we're dropping videos every week lots of videos coming this summer all kinds of figures from various lines we also have uh, a social media place uh, place astonishing nr on twitter instagram and facebook check us out we're dropping news information on all things pop culture so yeah we got a lot of things going on back to my little haul here i also picked up the mesco thanos i did not intend to pick this up i just walked into a store mm-hmm. and, and and there he was mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I didn't even pre-order this thing i'm like nope i'm not gonna do it but i don't know what happened i got the mesco itch and it, it's really really uh dangerous because i went deep this week on mesco so i ordered i pre-ordered batman uh sovereign batman i ordered black panther um and I believe, I can't remember what else I ordered, but I ordered a couple more from Big Bad Toy Store, and they're on their way here, so I can't wait for that. All it takes is one. Yeah. Oh, so good. Some of these figures, they hit you so good. The soft goods, I'm a sucker for that. Um, and then I also got the um, the character from, um, what do you call it, from Power Rangers, the uh, the bird. Oh, the Tengu Warriors? Yeah, Tengu Warriors. I got one of those. Then... Surprise, surprise, I got uh, a message from two online uh, retailers. Both of them are awesome people. First, Redshift7, so redshift7.ca. They contacted me and said, hey, we got these uh, Star Wars 50th Anniversary Archives figures. They're kind of beat up, he said, the packaging, but they're fresh, hot off the you know truck. You want them? I said, yeah, send it to me. I'm going to open them up anyways. What do I care? 
So he sent it overnight to me and I got it and we actually did a video. We dropped it actually yesterday or a couple of days ago, sorry, a couple of days ago on the weekend. And uh, you can check that out on our YouTube channel. They're remakes of some of the figures they already had from the Black Series line, but they improved some of the features on these figures, especially uh, the face. There's some improvements of the face of some of these figures that made it look a little bit better than the previous one with the photo reel technology. So that was cool. I got that. And then I had um, Toy Snowman hit me up and say, hey, Surter's here. You pre-ordered him. He's coming your way real fast. And I got that in a couple of days. And, and uh, we just finished filming that. That video is going to drop in a, uh, in, a, in a day or two, I believe, somewhere around the middle of the week. But Surter is a big boy. Big boy. 13 inches tall. Is a giant and a, a really fun figure to uh, grab but definitely check both of those guys uh, redshift 7 and toy snowman great people they have amazing selection of figures and best part about it is both of their customer service is awesome they're really really nice people to deal with and finally i end up getting another hot toy oh no <sighs> yes oh no yes and i got the anti-ox suit Spider-Man from the uh, Spider-Man game. That makes it, I think, 8D. I think I'm 8 deep in Hot Toy Spider-Man. Only 8? Well, they only released 8. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get it. That's not made yet. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, I got. I, I believe... Well, it's the Spider-Man from the Gamerverse, right? Yeah. I'm specifically going for those figures. I'm not doing MCU, and I'm not doing any other characters yet. But I'm definitely not going to do MCU. It just... So way many. too many figures and i'm not doing that so i'm specifically going for spider-man right now but if they did make any comic characters like let's say thor and updated thor and captain america i, I might jump that route depends on the look and the yeah it depends right on the look and what are we looking at price here right so right now spider-man gamerverse anything related to the gamerverse and comic book i'll definitely jump on board and there's enough there to keep me busy for a while. They just announced um, our, our, the Rain one, I believe it is, with the you know the um, oh the jacket, yeah, like the uh, Spider-Man Rain, yeah. Oh, that sorry. one. And then they will. Then I pre-ordered the uh, SDCC, not SDCC, their uh, Toy Fair one that they didn't release, but they recently released uh, um, Hot Toys, uh, Sideshow Collectibles. It's the one, um, the what's it called the Cyborg Spider-Man. Yeah. So I, I pre-ordered that, so I'm waiting for that one. And that will probably take me to 10. And then you have the Miles figures that are coming out. There's a couple of Miles figures from the game. I believe there's three, and then Gwen as well. So, yeah, it's getting pretty uh, deep now, that collection. But it's going to be cool when I display all the Spider-Man family into you know one big collection. We'll definitely take lots of pictures. I do want the Gamerverse one, but the classic suit. Which one? You mean the one with the white emblem? No, no, the, the actual... one, like they act like his. It looks like his comic suit, but it's from the game. Like you know, when you start the game and it's the first one you have, just like his oh, default okay. suit. Yeah, yeah, I I believe that's been released or is re there has a pre order for that. There's a pre. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. Yeah, that I got that one too coming. That that's a sick one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, once you start, like I said, you know, you might. I can uh, only do one. So. <laughs> you you might get the itch. I mean, what if they make a venom? Can you imagine well, yeah. a black? Uh, what of a black suit Spidey that you have to get that? That I have to get. I mean, I I, I might as well just double uh, order that because it's automatic for you. Yeah, like no so questions I, asked. Yeah, exactly. So if I see it, it's double order. Don't worry, I got you. It's all good. Uh, yeah, and then uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, it was a good week, good haul. I'm excited to open up some of my Mesco. I just don't have the time. It's crazy how time just flies when you have all these figures. Like, I have figures, like, I literally have 20 figures a day I open. And it's still not making a dent. It's crazy. So, um, it's good yeah. For business. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good problem to have. Unless it starts spewing all over your house, then the family gets mad. But uh, let's get into our first topic. We're going to talk about Scarlett Johansson. And her little deal with Marvel and Disney. So, D, you want to start it off here? So, basically what happened is, per her contract, her Black Widow movie was only supposed to be released in theaters first. 
There's supposed to be a grace period where it's in theaters, and then it can go to Disney Plus and at home. Disney went ahead and released it on Disney Plus before the date was like set, like before their, uh, I don't know what it's called, their grace period was allowed. So they effectively just broke the contract. And Scarlett believes that she lost profits because people weren't going to theaters to see it. They were just watching it from home. I personally think she has a ground to stand on here because if it was written, if it is in a contract, if both parties signed it, then why would you do that? I know why they did that, but... Now, the thing here is people aren't really sympathetic because she is a millionaire. So it's like, well, she made $20 million, who cares? But at the end of the day, that just shows one company believes they can step on whoever they want to make a profit, despite if the person they're stepping on is also a millionaire or if it's a little guy. If they did it to her, then they, they wouldn't even acknowledge you. They would just steamroll you if, if it came to it. So I don't know. How do you feel? Like, do you think she should have just let it go? Do you even care? Okay, well, you know, I, I try to look at it from both sides of, uh, of the coin here. So... On one hand, you know, she she's claiming, this is claiming allegedly that she said that she had some back-end bonuses tied in to the theatrical release. And if it hit certain things in theater, she would be receiving those bonuses. There's no detail of what those bonuses are or what she had to hit, right? So she is saying that she's lost millions by not having it hit the theaters and yeah. only the theaters for a certain amount of time 50 based million. on yeah based on their their contract that she signed well disney hit back with a variety of reports that disney hit back uh just in the last uh, 48 hours i believe it is and said that uh, she was paid 20 million dollars to do the movie they also said this is sad and pathetic that she is groveling about these things when People are dying and there's a COVID situation going on and we just wanted to entertain people. I'm not buying that a little bit. You I was going like, to, yeah, I was going to mention I'm, I'm not buying that, that BS because they're, they're not, they're, they're also saying that whatever bonuses she was going to hit, they were going to honor it. They're saying that. So they said it's irrelevant to why she's taking this to court. But now that she's taking it to court, Disney's going to stand firm now. They're saying that there's, they're basically saying that they've honored everything that she had outlined in the contract, including her $20 million for the work. Now, these are rich people fighting over, you know, millions. I get it. I also looked at Scarlett Johansson's history as an actress. She has not made a hit. She has not made a hit aside for MCU movies. Her last movie was, I believe, Ghost in the Shell. And we all know how that went off. You know, a lot of people did not like that movie, and that movie was just dumpster fire. Did you like that movie, D? I did not watch that movie, Elvin. Uh, that, that tells you everything <laughs> right there. You're an anime person, and you didn't even care. All right? So, and I've looked at her previous other movies. She had a movie with, uh, I think, Bill Murray a while back. It was such a weird movie, but it was a fascinating movie. But it was just a regular movie. It wasn't nothing crazy. It didn't hit over $100 million or anything like that. But she, her career has just been a normal career at best. And MCU basically took her to a next level. She became a household name when she became an MCU character. And she owes a lot to them. She owes, in fact, millions. She can theoretically right now never do a single movie and her grandkids will be taken care of comfortably. And maybe even great-grandkids. So she's made a lot of movies. 20 million was just for Black Widow. All the movies she's in, even the even the cameos that she did in some of the movies, she probably amassed over $100 million. Is that fair to say? That's fair to say. Yeah, $100 million, right? Not mm -hmm. to mention revenues from other things, sponsorships. She's done sponsors, all that stuff. Toy so, likenesses. Yeah, exactly. More so she probably made, a, yeah. probably made another $50, 60000000 million from there. So we're looking at a close to $150 million she's made estimate, right, from some, some of the things that we know that she's done with the MCU character Black Widow. At what point do you have to say, oh, I still needed that two million or three million? Because how much bonus, how much really are the bonuses that she was going to get? Maybe two million, three million max. They, well, they, I, I, she claims, they claim that um, she lost more than fifty million. 
I highly doubt that. That is that is ridiculous. If the movie made a hundred million, how could she get a bonus of fifty million? That's just ridiculous. They say they they also say the movie tapered out because of the dual release. She's like it would have made more had it stuck to its laurels and went on to the theater. Just just stood their ground and stuck to theater. I disagree with that. How can the movie make more if if the theaters are half the theater is shut down? Half the theaters don't even or weren't even opening Canada. There's so many theaters that were closed worldwide. There was a lot of theaters closed. I, I doubt she was going to make a lot of money. If I think the Disney Plus release actually helped her, I, I think it it put her on the map again for sales of merchandise and sponsors probably want to jump in uh, and be part of her you know the the lore that she has right now the interest that she has so i don't know i'm on the fence on this i'm looking at it from it's a billionaire f- to a millionaire fight here right well, billions versus millions what's the what's the point of a co- like if if she is in the right what's the point of a contract then if they're just gonna be like nah i don't like this i'm just gonna ignore it like basically- but i wonder but i'm wondering if the contract had stipulations like a pandemic Right, I mean, yeah. they do put these things in, like you know, catastrophic events, something drastic happens. I, I'm sure these things are in a contract that if something drastic happens, then they should have said that to her lawyer when they came. Like they've had meetings already, so if there were stipulations in the contract, they should have been like, okay, here's why we don't have to honor it. Here's the loophole. But instead, they just say things like, nope, we honored it, and then they just refuse to talk to her. <laughs> so yeah, I mean. We, we don't know that. I mean, there's might be things that the lawyers don't want to disclose yeah. or have asked. Like, a lawyer from Disney can say to her lawyer, say, you cannot disclose this in public, right? Because it's our mm-hmm. it's our business practices. So we like don't know. NBA, they could, what? Yeah, exactly. There could, be, there could be lines in there or pages in there that that lawyer for Scarlett that represents her cannot disclose in public. True, but even if they did do that, she should have dropped it. She's still fighting it. So if there was an NDA... And they they reached out to him like, okay, here's the loophole. Here's why we are able to do this. Stop talking about it. She's still talking about it. So it makes me question how ironclad this contract is, why she's fighting so hard. Is this just yeah. a big company trying to steamroll their way through because they believe they're invincible? And that makes me want them to lose. Yeah, I mean, to me, I want both of them to lose. Yeah, there's no way one has to, one has to. But it did open up the gates because Emma Emma Stone's considering it too now for uh, Cruella. Oh, she, here we go. She, she said they did the same thing to her. Emma Stone should give back the money for that movie. Like, like what? What was that? <laughs> it was give fun. back, give back their money. This movie should never been made. Well, Not a single dog was in that movie. <laughs> and then here's the here's the kicker. Gerard Butler, as well, is doing it over Olympus Has Fallen. Oh I'm like, God. didn't I'm like, when oh my God. was there a sequel? When did this come out? I was like, the only one I remember is from 2012, and I looked. It's like, oh, it is that one. It's the 2013 one. He's just <laughs> Gerard <laughs> Butler is not even relevant anymore. What, so, why is he? Oh, this is just gonna open a Pandora's box. Yeah, exactly. Like that's that's what's gonna happen. Everybody from every every part of. People that you never heard of, celebrities that did a one-off movie, is going to come back and ask for those millions. But here's the thing. I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. I mean, if the studio didn't want to pay these people, then make the contract. This I would just be like, okay, here's this. We're Disney. You're a nobody. Just take the money. If you don't want it, we'll find someone else. But don't write a contract in their favor, and then when the time comes for them to collect, you ignore it. I agree. If, if it states in the contract, then stick to the contract. But if there's any clause in there and they're not able to disclose these clause, who knows? We'll see. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure we, we haven't heard the end of this. Yeah. This is going think, for a while. Yeah. I, I think this also could affect a lot of other actors in the MCU who are probably going to their agents and their lawyers going, hold on a second here. Uh, with this new Delta variant that's you know ravaging in the U.S., and things are looking to go back to lockdown again. Are we going to have this problem? Like, there's a lot of nervous actors in the MCU talking to their lawyers probably right now. Uh-huh. And maybe she's maybe she's starting something important here. Maybe she's opening up the door for a lot of these actors to make sure that they're taken care of properly. And if it's signed on the on the line there, then they have to honor it. 
and all the power to her to go to court and fight this with her lawyers. But if there is a clause there saying the specific things like a pandemic occurs, we have the right to go to our streaming platform. And this could also open up now a different sort of paperwork. Now they could be saying, Hey, uh, you have to agree to us allowing this to be on Disney plus our streaming platform. Like this could open up a new contract negotiations now where the actor is going to have to agree with that the Disney can open it up either in the theaters or on their, on their streaming service. And they can't challenge this. I'm pretty sure that's what they're going to do going forward. They're going to have, they're going to do this for sure for all new uh, agreements that they have the right to open it on either platforms and we'll see. But at the end of the day, it's millionaires versus billionaires. I really don't have too much sympathy over this. Mm -hmm. This is not a, this is not something that I'm like, Oh my God, I hope she wins. Like I really don't care because she's made millions, but I get, I get it from her standpoint and I understand that if you sign it on agreement, then the company should honor it. And we'll probably wa- you know, follow this and see see how this transpires and maybe do a follow-up uh, uh, on one of the podcasts of what actually happened at the end of the day because we're not going to hear the end of this. The thing for me is, as well, I see a lot of like smaller people dealing with lawsuits. And yeah. they drag on and on in court until one party runs out of money. doesn't matter if they're right. It matters how much money you have. How much money and time. So for well, me, it, this is just yeah. like Scarlett has money and she has time. So I kind of curious to see how far she'll go with this. Well, maybe she's fighting for the little people too. What if I don't, her, her, I don't think she no, cares. What about, I, what, no, no, no. I don't, I don't mean like she cares generally yeah. about actual people. What I'm saying is this, this could set a precedent for other negotiations. Yeah. She's accidentally or, starting a revolution. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> with, her, with her greediness. <laughs> yeah. So... You know, she could actually, you know, because other lawyers can look at their client's case and say, well, Scarlett Johansson got her, her case, you know, she won her case. So why can't my client win the case? And they don't need to spend the millions and wait it out because they've already got a situation that's shown that the person can win the, the yeah. argument, argument, right? So, yeah, she could be paving the road for a lot of people and not just actors, like people in the industry, like just producers. The, uh, you know, the writers, all that. And remember, Hollywood has a union too, right? They've got a union. So I'm wondering if the union's looking into this too and going, hold on a second. She's part of the union here and you're on the other side of the fence. You can't do that to her. Yeah. And if, if, if she loses, this might hurt the union because all the people that pay into that union are going to say, what the hell? What is this contract? Yeah, what you, you guys are useless. <laughs> yeah. What are you guys doing taking our money here every month? You know, millions of dollars you guys are taking you can't even get a contract that's already signed to be honored with somebody could take away millions from our pockets. So this is uh, I have a feeling this is just a start. I, I think this is going to open up big and we're going to hear some more, like you said, already a few of the actors and actresses have already come forward. We'll see what happens, uh-huh. but this is the, this is the problem right now with the streaming platforms, HBO max, Disney plus all these guys trying to get their movies onto the platform to continue the monthly subscription because if they don't get stuff on there people just discontinue and then walk away right so yeah we're going to definitely follow this up in a later episodes down the road and see what's going on all right uh anything else you want to add to that no we'll just see how this plays out from our okay. little p- pathetic lives i guess <laughs> <laughs> our little pathetic lives okay all right, uh, let's get into Transformers, the Netflix third installment of Transformers. You're not a huge fan. You you dabble in it a little bit. Yeah. I'm a pretty, I wouldn't say a huge, big fan. I, I do love Transformers. They're one of my original loves. Um, it has tapered off over the years because there weren't any really good figures that I liked. But the last two years, I had a surge in my Transformer collection because they were bringing the heat. They were bringing some cool figures. And especially recently, they brought in some amazing figures. So they've been writing that hype. Hasbro has to sell figures. And they need uh, a nice, you know, juicy TV show to sell these figures. So they introduced and they partnered up with Netflix and a three-part series of Transformers, A War of Cybertron. And uh, recently, they dropped the third installment, uh, Kingdom war of cybertron and 
I mean, I know you have some takes on this. We're not going to do a full review on this, and but we are going to mention some spoilers. So if anybody is listening and haven't seen it, definitely go watch it and then check back us uh, and see. Uh, here are our thoughts on it. We're just going to briefly talk about it. We're not going to go into too much detail. It's just too many things to talk about for us to break it down in one episode here. But what, what do you think initially when you started watching the first couple episodes? Um, so like you said, like I'm not the biggest fan, not because I don't like them. It's because there's so much lore. There's G1 and oh, then there's man. all the comics. I read the IDW comics. Yeah. And some people hate those and they don't consider those true. Ca- like it's just hard and intense. Oh yeah. And then you have the Japanese version, like the yeah. RID, right? So, yeah. but overall I was watching the first few episodes and I kind of waited it out. I was like, okay, this is all the boring stuff. Like whatever. I'm giving it a chance. <laughs> Cause it's, that's transformers. Sometimes they talk a lot. Like it's not always action. I respect that. And I'm fine with yeah. that. Yeah. So it did get entertaining over the course of the first few episodes. And this here is, I'll call it a crossover where the G1 Autobots and Decepticon meet the Maximals and Predacons from Beast Wars. Now, some fans that I talked to thought this would be a crossover with the characters from the original show where they retain their personalities and how they speak and their dialogue and all that. No, it's different. These are, consider them more or less an alternate universe take on the Maximals and Predacons. I was okay with this. I did love Beast Wars. I loved it so much that I went and bought every toy back when I was a kid. And Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't have them anymore, but yeah, I was so, I was so into that show. I'm so sorry to hear that. Uh, <laughs> I know how I know how you feel about that. <laughs> oh, I I I'll have my take on that, but yeah, go ahead. Sorry, Continue. but it was just it was because it was available to me at the time. Yeah, absolutely, like, absolutely. It yeah. was just turn on YTV, turn on Fox Kids in the mornings. Oh, yeah. there's Beast Wars, opposed yeah. to you having to hunt down the G1 shows. So. I was into those, and the first thing that caught my attention is this Optimus Primal was so bloodthirsty. He was They're all shoot first, ask questions later, compared to his uh, his previous self. It took a while for me to get used to that, because once again, not the same Optimus. Eventually that grew on me. The one thing that I will not forgive here is our introduction to Megatron, the, the Predacon Megatron. So we get these Jurassic Park like foot stomps it's like oh something's coming i'm like yeah i know who that is baby and then he steps through the trees and he opens his mouth and that is not megatron i don't know what that was but he that talked like barney the, he that talked like barney. barney coming out and hanging out lord, lord megatron like he had this yeah. like ground megatron, i <laughs> yeah. love you you love me <laughs> and i don't know man they went like full beta cuck with this dude he was so just fanboying over I, I'm so glad you said that. I'm so glad because I, you know, it's exactly how I feel. Like I, I was talking to a friend of mine. Uh, shout out to my friend Jason, who's a huge Beast Wars fan, and we were talking. He's really into this, and so I was discussing with him, getting his take on it, and then talking to him about my opinions of the show. And we were just like both going, "What is up with the voice, you know, casting here?" Like. Why did they decide to go this route? It doesn't make any sense. Like he's... he sounds like a groveling little insect. He sounds like Scorponok from Beast Wars, which threw me off. So I was like, "Oh, is Scorponok in the background? Did he talk?" No, it was like, <laughs> "Did Scorponok and him switch bodies? Like, what's going on?" Right? Yeah. And man. Even uh, even Max, uh, Primal is it Maximus Primal? I don't know. I'm Optimus Primal, yeah. Optimus Primal, like his voice too, like. I don't know what happened with the original cast from this. Why couldn't they bring them in? Too was much there money. Like a, oh, real, oh, come no, on. No, I can't. I'm just kidding. There's no <laughs> way that that would have been too much money. But like, yeah, exactly. Like they did what a few seasons, and they're asking for millions. Of <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It just the whole voice of things from a lot of these characters threw me off. The I, I it was hit or miss with voices here. Like some were fan. Like I liked Bumblebee's. Yeah, Bumblebee was good. Yep. Uh, I didn't mind Rhinox still. Ironhide is fine. I like the leader one. RC is just a generic female voice. Yeah. But then you get other guys. Like, it's mostly the uh, Predacons and Maximals that I had problems with. Yeah, me too. Same thing. Yeah. And this was basically just a toy commercial. So. Oh, this was like how many 
Decepticons and Autobots we can cram in here. Yeah. So that we can make sales off it. At and one they, point, they had like um like eight Scorponox on screen. Like they, I was yeah. like, what the hell? <laughs> what is they this? Were trying, <laughs> they, they were trying to annoy me and say, hey, go army build. Yeah, I was going to say that. I was like, here's an but army no, building no, no. Here's an army build No, no, scene. no, Hasbro. I will not fall for that. I don't think so. I am not army building Scorponok when there's only supposed to be one Scorponok. I'm like, sorry, that's not happening. And up until that moment, there was only one. And then just eight came out of the corridor. And I'm like, where did this, when did this happen? They all popped up for the multiverse. Yeah. Different Scorponok variants. <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, I, I was watching this, you know, first few episodes. I'm like, this is so boring. There's a lot of talking, blah, blah, blah. Optimus Prime, the Optimus Prime is so weak in this show. From beginning to end, he's such a weak character. I'm used to the G1 Optimus, where when he says Autobots roll out, I wanted to turn into a Transformer and roll out. Because he commanded the room and his voice, you know, shout out to uh, the gentleman who does the voice of what is his name again? I keep forgetting. The new one but, is Jake. No, 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 the old one. The, the one and only Optimus Prime in my mind. But, uh, yeah, no... When you know that Optimus Prime exuded leadership, it this one sounded like insecure, wasn't wasn't sure if he's the leader or not. Should he stay in the background and let everybody else in front of him fight? Uh, Peter Cullen, that's the gentleman's name, Peter yeah. Cullen. Uh, I love that man, and I'm I just love that voice. That is my Optimus Prime voice. Others have tried and haven't come close, but yeah, I mean, and then you have this mix of transformers from various you know shows like we just talked about the kingdom uh beast war uh, people coming into this and then uh, not all on top of that we also have uh the future transformers we have galvatron mixed into this and this whole thing is about multiversing and going through different dimensions i can't get time. away with i can't get away from time travel I, I, as soon Lord. as i saw the, i saw this time stuff i immediately thought of you with your eyeballs rolling you're you're all, probably, you're, I, I had a picture of you sitting on your couch going oh my god just stop people with the time stuff well i knew that like maximals and and predacons are future like generations of transformers so i had an inkling that they would time travel but in the comics they are just a part of society as well like there is a chance that they wouldn't involve time travel and they just had to do it. And I rolled my eyes like you said I did. <laughs> I As soon as I saw the uh, saw this trans, uh, tr time travel nonsense, I'm like, this is bad. This is a terrible idea. Why do you need to do this? Why? Why can you not roll with the generations? Like, the kingdoms, uh, the, the Beast War characters, they should have had their own show spin-off from this. They should have had that and... They, I think, in this third installment, were, were done dirty. They were giving such limited time. The voice was all over the place. Some of the characters, I think, spoke one line. I think Rat Trap said one line. He That's had some it. line, like not not a lot. What's interesting but, about him is they kept his personality from the old cartoons. So they yeah. took like the popular characters that they thought would make money still and just used them here. And then others are completely different. Rat Trap was one of those characters in the old show that just wouldn't shut up. Yeah. Right? And some people liked it. Some people didn't. But overall, people wanted to see the Rat Trap the, like they're used to. And it's like they put a muzzle on him and said, nope, we're not, we're not going to have this guy come on and talk. And I just thought it was just a terrible, you know, wrongdoing of this character. And then you have, you know, like we just talked about Megatron... T-Rex, Megatron, a.k.a. Barney now. Like, why would you think that voice and that type of acting would be good representation of a T-Rex and a leader of the um, Decepticons? I, I don't understand. Like, who was sitting in that room going, yeah, let's, let's go with this uh, weak and uh, whiny voice because that exudes leadership there. And that sounds like a T-Rex coming He was down. like a bumbling fool who fell into power, basically, because he had no one else to work yeah. with. He just happened to get the biggest body in the yeah. group, and he's like, yep, I'm the leader by default. And the other thing that really drove me nuts was this switching back and forth 
from good guy to bad guy, bad guy to good guy. There was no legions. Like the Decepticon logo meant nothing. You had uh, Arachnia, I believe it is. Oh, switch Black over. Arachnia, yeah. She does and then that, you huh? had um, the other gentleman who's a Raptor. Oh, Dinobot. Switch over to the good guys. Like I don't understand. And then Starscream, like of all people, Starscream wants to be with the good guys. What? It, it, it's just such a weird, for me, for me, and speaking this from my own personal opinion, it's such a weird concept to see all these people jumping ship back and forth. It, 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 to do it once, fine. You know, because Jetfire did that. To do it once, but to keep doing it back and forth throughout one segment of the trilogy, I, I don't know. It just it's like I recall Starscream doing it, but it took forever for them to even consider trusting him, and he still screwed them over anyway. So, well, Megatron, Megatron jumped over to the other side and sided with Optimus. Yeah, that is ridiculous. Why? He should be going down with the ship. That is Megatron that I know. He will not succumb to Optimus. That's how I felt and... about the Predacon one. Like, he would never, like, fanboy over the, the yeah. G1 one. I would have expected the two of them to double-cross each other. Yeah, that would have been 100%. Double-cross each other, don't trust each other, do things to piss each other off. That would have been more entertaining. Because that's their character. They they want to be the alpha dog, right? And they don't not going to play second fiddle to anybody. See what what um what did it for me was when he's like change your name, because he didn't. He's just like I'm Megatron. Change your name, and he didn't defend himself at all. Like he just rolled with it. He did everything he said. It made me not want to buy his figure anymore. When I saw him stomping on screen, I was like, okay, this reminds me how I felt about about. Beast Wars Megatron. Maybe I should go hunt one down. And then he opened his mouth. I was like, oh, no. I just saved myself about 60 bucks uh, today. <laughs> you're so lucky because I have them right here in front of me. I have them. Like, I <laughs> no, bought that's these. okay. I, I want to respect the Kingdom line. And even though I'm not a huge fan of this. They look beautiful. I, they look great. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go grab them. Yeah. Because I'm a collector at heart. And you know what? If I don't have these in my collection, maybe I'm, maybe I'm going to miss the boat when the show comes out. So I went and got them prior to the show dropping in case they were a hit i would not be looking and running around for them but yeah i mean you're you're right you're absolutely right like this is embarrassing like i don't even want to think about these voices i'm going to revert to the old beast war characters and their voices and use that as you know reason why i bought these yeah because they're updated versions of all those characters in terms of how they look right so it's yeah funny. it's a shame Rewatching old scenes, there was a moment where the Beast Wars, Maximals and Predacons found the G1 ship and they're long dead at this, not dead, or they're in their comatose state. Yeah. And Optimus Primal takes Optimus's spark and it transforms him into Optimal Optimus, the like big one who's part jet and yeah. part fire. Yeah. And then Megatron basically wrestles the G1 Megatron spark. Like he's like, it's completely different than what we see now. Like, that one wouldn't take no for an answer. He's like, nope, I want an upgrade. I'm taking your spark. And he, like, wrestled it out of him, totally owned him, stole his power for himself. It just goes back to what you said. They would probably double-cross each other, given the chance, because they both want to be top dog. Here is just yeah, so different. And then you add the uh, element of the other two segments that they had come out with. So they go back to Cybertron. They find their way to Cybertron. And all the characters are dead. There's no explanation of how they died. They're just dead. you know. And then we find out that Elita you know, loved Optimus. And called him by his old name before he was Optimus. And I forget the name. But Oh, Orion Pax. Yeah, Orion. There you go. See, look at you. See, on, I know stuff. On the ball. Look at you. Uh, so I just like. Why? Like, you got rid of all these characters. What for? This time travel thing was not needed in there. It really ruined this trilogy. It really ruined it. Having Megatron know what he was doing throughout the whole t time because he was able to get information from his future Galvatron. And Galvatron is trying to right the ship and not be the slave of Unicron, which I'm going to get weird. to in a second. I'm going to get to that in a second here because I want your Netflix... Netflix did it again. You know, they lied about He-Man. Now they're lying about Transformers, too. 
They told us it's a three-part trilogy, but from the way it ended, that does not sound like they're just going to stop it at three. That sounds like they're going to build a whole new trilogy, probably. And I don't know what to expect from that. If they change the name, then it's a new show. Yeah. But they're going to bring the elements from this and say it's a continuation story. 100%. But but that was their first three-parter, and now it's time for something new. Like Beast Wars and Beast Machines. Different, but the same. I have a feeling you're going to do something like that. <laughs> I also found it weird to have multiples of the same characters on screen. Like I, like we talked about, I found it weird to have two Megatrons. I found it to, weird to have two Optimus. I just prefer one. I want one leader because it just felt odd. Like there's two Optimus on the screen and both mean well, but both want to lead as well, right? Because that's their role. They're Optimus and they want to lead. And it just like one stomps on the other in terms of leadership, and then the other feels like a second-rate optimist. It just, I don't, I don't know. Like I don't know whose decision was to have all these character crammed in. I bet you it's probably Hasbro trying to make the cash on these figures. But yeah, no. Uh, well, not that's a the good... that's the like cliche formula where two teams meet each other. Maybe sometimes even alternate versions of the teams. They fight at first, and then they finally put their differences aside to take on the bad guys. Like that's yeah. happened all the time. Avengers versus meets Justice League, just any civil anything. war. Yeah, civil, civil war. war is yeah. like... <laughs> so you didn't like that at all, hey? No, I don't. I don't like that. It just it, it rubbed me the wrong way because I felt these these different generations of uh, characters deserved their own spotlight alone. There were so many of these characters that weren't given the chance, especially the Kingdom characters. They weren't given the chance to flex their characteristics, their story. It wasn't there for them. They were just sort of shoved into this thing and rushed through it. And I think there's a for fan. And I'm saying this for who's not. A, I'm not a fan of Beast Wars, but I'm saying that the fans of Beast Wars, they're probably not happy with the way their characters were rushed through this trilogy, or this third installment. I, I think they deserve their own show, or they should have had an extension of some sort of storytelling for these characters. They were just like sort of like sidekicks the whole time. Yeah, I didn't mind the crossover. I did like the action. Like, I don't hate the show entirely. It sounds like we, yeah, yeah, we do. I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't really hate it, but I don't really like it either, right? I, I, I was just kind of in the middle. I was just like, okay, it's cool to see some of these characters, you know, being in this TV screen again after so many years, especially the Kingdom characters. Nice to see all this. Um, I found it interesting that the uh, Teletron became a giant. That's <laughs> That's another way to sell another robot. A giant one, it's like $300, I believe it is, Canadian. And uh, I'm a sucker, and I pre-ordered one from Oh, you got games. it. I was like, oh, did he get yeah, it? There you go, that yeah, answers my question. Yeah, 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 you know, I I just I couldn't help myself. I'm a sucker for big robots, okay? Leave That's me right. alone. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, uh, overall, like, what would you give this out of 10? I'm not. I'm sorry. I didn't. We didn't even talk about the very ending. Unicron. So we get we get Unicron and we get another surprise. We get Nemesis Prime. There's another character. I'm like, what? Like I have this character, but why do we need to shove this guy into the show? Why not wait till some other show? Because if you're gonna show Unicron and you're gonna show little, little tidbits of it, you're definitely gonna have another show, because you're just not gonna leave it at that. So why yeah. not introduce Nemesis Prime then? But no. They decide to throw Nemesis Prime in with the Elvatron. It's, it's ti- time travel stuff again, where it's yeah. future evil self. And well, it's, it's another funny. dimension. It's another dimension, right? Yeah. It's funny when they said, uh, I think he's with Bumblebee, and he's like, oh, this crater wasn't here before. There's only one person strong enough to do this. It's you. And I'm like, mm, Optimus has been getting like beat up left and right this whole <laughs> yeah. season. Like, I don't know about that. There's a lot of people who could just yeah. do this, make this crater this size. <laughs> Yeah, you're trying to make Optimus look important now with the very last episode. <laughs> he's been like, come just, on, just getting bodied left and right in oh, yeah. each season. So don't don't I, pretend now he's a some unstoppable force because yeah, exactly. The first episode he was damaged. Yeah, Bumblebee looked more of a warrior than he did. He did, yeah. He didn't take anyone's crap. He just yeah. I, I don't understand why Optimus was so weak like this in the show. But uh, yeah, we get Nemesis, and Nemesis is standing next to Galvatron, and they wanna, they are not at odds. Like, I I watched Galvatron when I was a kid. He was ruthless. Yeah, did but you he's, see um... what he did? Did you see what he did to Starscream? <laughs> I mean, 
Seriously. He it's because he, get... uh, he was a slave here, which doesn't make sense because if you're brainwashed, how did you have enough willpower to send a <laughs> message back to yourself? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I was just going to get into that. Thank you. Yes. If you're brainwashed and you are fully in control by Unicron, but you have the ability to go back in time to fix all this? Huh? This makes no sense. Exactly. I was just... It, it, this whole show is just another poor writing. Another poor way to end things. To it's like they lost... Halfway through, they're like sitting there going, how do we end this thing? We don't know how to end it. Oh, I know. We could just have Unicron at the end, and then we'll just leave it at that. And people will just you know be okay with that. Mm. It was a good... What, it was a good good toy commercial i don't know it's harmless <laughs> toy i feel like commercial. <laughs> i feel like i'm giving sixes left and right but it didn't leave an impression oh on me. is that your mark now out of 10 <sighs> it didn't fail it was just harmless no it, it didn't fail yeah so i can't but... give it like a five <laughs> well five, five is not a fail five is a it's passing but it's like a pathetic like you just made it you you didn't you crammed <laughs> at 8 a.m in the morning for your test when it was the test is at 9 9 a.m so that's what a five is. You crammed an hour before, and that's the best you can do. 50%. That's what I feel like this deserves. Maybe someone who is 100% into the Transformers lore would give it something better because they appreciate it more. I'm going to actually give it a five because that's how I feel. Yeah, you know, I, I'm i not going to give it a five. I'm actually going to give it a four. Really? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a fail because – and the only reason I'm giving it a four is because of the – the characters that I got to see. Uh, I'm not a fan of the voiceovers for a lot of these characters. I think they're terrible choices for some of them. The story did not need time traveling. Uh, it's just a lazy cop out of trying to uh, jump on the bandwagon of other, you know, shows or movies. This mixture of different generation of Transformers, not a fan of that because I think they should have gotten their own separate showing. Um, and then the the cliffhanger at the end that didn't make any sense. And then they told us that this is going to be a trilogy, but in fact it's not because this is the cliffhanger you're leaving us with. So yeah, I'm gonna give it a four. It's all over the place. It's uh, a waste of time to me, to be honest with you. Like if you're gonna watch it in the background while you're doing some, you know, opening some figures like I am, then that's great to have that in the background. But if you think this is a compelling end to a trilogy, no, the first two are better than this one. This is a dud. This is a, a whimper, uh, uh, you know, going into the sunset. It's a 4 out of 10 for me. So, 5 for you, 4 for me. So, yeah, yeah. not really resounding marks. I'm just curious what other people who are, like, are hardcore fans would give it. Well, if you're listening and you're, you know, you're totally disagreeing with us and just probably trying to strangle us through the, through the whatever device you're listening on, let us know on Astonishing NR, our Twitter, Instagram handles. Let us know what you guys think. Did you guys think it was a terrible movie? Did you think our show, or do you think it was a better? Give us a rating. You know, put six out of ten for TF or something like that, and uh, let us know. We would love to hear from your guys' point of view on what you guys thought. So yeah, I mean, both of us don't think it's a great show at all. Five and four. That's pretty pathetic. I, I do. I do like five and four. Okay, ever, right? Let's, have we ever given? Let's have give we ever given five and four? I, I don't think so. <laughs> no. Let's give a review on. Um, how do you feel about the designs? Oh, the designs are fine. The animation yeah. is fine. It's modern, updated animation. There was nothing wrong with the animations. Yeah, I was gonna say I like that. That makes me actually want to seek them yeah. out. Yeah, I. I... I might have some doubles if you're interested. No, no, I'll, no, I'll no. no. I'm not getting started. How about I just <laughs> just drop it up for you and you figure it out. I'm not getting started with this again. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Okay. We are uh, done with the uh, Netflix Transformers. Thank God. Moving on to our next topic, which is our final topic. D, you want to take it away with this one? So the other day, Elvin basically brought up Invincible again. And it was interesting to start talking about this because Amazon Prime show finished, what has it been, like two months now? Yeah, I, have I, no miss, idea. It, I miss it every day. Time's going by fast. But Robert Kirkman reminded everyone, like, hey, by the way, we still have plans for a live action film. Like, let's not forget about that. We still have treats for you. And I don't know how to feel about that. 
mainly because I read the comics, got all the like twists and surprises out of the way. The show isn't done yet, but same thing, twists and surprises. What could they possibly do different in a movie? Would they retell the same story? The thing with the comics is each arc has kind of like a cliffhanger ending. So I don't want a movie that's going to be a cliffhanger and then we have to wait like six years for part two because this thing's just been going on forever. They've been talking about this for years and years and years now. I don't trust that they would do something that I would appreciate in film. And if they do, I know it may not get a part two. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this. You know, you know what I mean, though? Like, you can tell yeah. something's just too intense to be summed up in two hours. Like, this is a story that needs to be told over an episodic period of a few months. What if they did a trilogy? But I don't know if they do that in a reasonable time frame. I don't want to be 56 by the time part three comes out, <laughs> you know? Hey, watch it now. <laughs> Uh, you know, I don't know, like live action. I, I think they just, they saw the ratings of the animation and they just saw dollar signs. Yeah. Robert Kirkman wants to build an empire, right? And he saw money and he's like, wait a minute, let's, uh, let's get back into this live action thing. If it's going to be a live action film that they're going to do every two years and maybe a trilogy out of this, and it's going to have a different storyline. I don't know. I mean, the other, the issue I have here is is it gonna is it a crossover or is it gonna overlap? Like, they're saying they're they're not really telling us exactly what they're planning on doing because they're not even there yet. But there's indications that the show will be different than the animation. Then there's talks that they might overlap each other or have some sort of con continuation or similarities. See, I don't know. That's the that's the confusing part. The quote here that he. He responded to someone at Comic Con from home. Is someone asked like, "Will this be different than the than the animated series?" And he's like, "I'm not telling. This is one of those things that's a little early going in, but I will say that there are massive efforts going in to make sure the film experience is unique and separate from the animated series, while also being true to Invincible." So, is this going to be something I've seen twice already with just very minimal changes? If so, it will be cool to watch a fight in live action, but will I appreciate all the talking and stuff going on in between that? Will I just be waiting the whole film to see him throw down with his, I don't want to spoil this, with someone, with so-and-so? Yeah, if anybody hasn't seen Invincible, you need to go check it out on Amazon. But uh, if you don't want to hear any spoilers right now, again, we always do spoilers here. We're not going to tippy-toe around these things, so... Definitely go watch Invincible on Amazon Prime and then come back and listen to the rest of this podcast because we're going to ruin it for you in about three, two, one. So, yeah, I mean, with the dad going all, you know, crazy, how are they going to cram all that? Just look at season one storyline. There's, no, I don't know how you're going to cram that into a movie because you need to do a beginning to explain who he is or where the dad's from, where the son, how his son's getting his powers. And how he's going through high school and getting these powers. That's going to take, what, a good 45 minutes in the movie? Yeah. Right? And and then you need to have this story of his dad over time killing these people. And and then all these other situations that the government, Cecil, all these guys have to come into play. That's going to be another hour of that part, the middle part. And then the final, the ending there. I don't know if you can do all of that in three hours, probably, which is probably what you're going to need to do the story somewhat, right? Justice. What do you think? I agree with you completely. Like, that's too tough for me. Like, I can't picture it. It's just too rushed. I think they saw dollar signs. I agree with you 100%. I think that's yep. what they... They're like, Let's, how do we make more money off this franchise? Well, for one, you still have a few seasons to go. Uh, you have merchandising that you guys aren't utilizing correctly because I would have been pumping toys out on day man, one. Man, Diamond Select was the ter oh, terrible decision <laughs> to go with Diamond Select. Why not NECA? Why not NECA? Like you're, the crazy thing is Amazon already has a deal in place to do the boys with NECA, right? You just piggyback off that. But I have a feeling they are getting it because 
NECA did say they have some new licensing that they're going to be announcing in September. I hope so. So I have a feeling because they have that relationship already with Amazon with the boys uh, figures. I think they're going to do that. And I also think that I believe it's Mayfax is going to be jumping on board as well. I mean, there's too much money to be made here with so many characters, so many colorful characters. I would die and go to heaven when they announce this stuff from these big companies like SH Figures or Mayfax or NECA because I know they're going to bring quality stuff to us, right? Diamond Select, yeah, I'm not, I'm not even going anywhere near that. That is a hot mess. It's a hit or miss with these guys, and often it is a miss. I'm not buying any of those figures. They're out of scale for me, not doing it. But I'm I'm very hopeful in September there's some announcement coming from NECA or Mayfax that they're going to be doing the Invincible toy line because, yeah, like you said, it's a missed opportunity to further make a lot more money. And this is all money-driven. Had the Invincible show been lukewarm and not hot, fire hot right now, they would have never talked about live action. No way. No, no chance. And it's funny because only one season has gone by. And they're already jumping on expanding this and already trying to water this down. I think they should let season two play out and see if the ratings are steady or they, they dropped off. Because they need to make sure season two is good to give it that, you know, the strong foundation. And then maybe drop in a movie. But to say that this is going to be a trilogy, so don't worry. The first season, we're just going to skim the surfaces of who he is. Mark is a character establishing and learning himself, and then we'll throw you another movie in two years because we're going to write the scripts for all three together, and that way we can you know quickly get into production for the second and third installment. Giving us an outlook of a six-year outlook would be better, like Star Wars does. Yeah, they give you an outlook of saying that they right at the beginning that we got all three scripts. We're going to do it, you know, every two years, drop it for you so it's not too too much a gap. We don't want to be Avatar and have you know two decades in between movies. That will be okay. We'll see. I mean, he has a right to make money. If they can do it properly, then okay, fine. You know, but I would wait till season two and see where the ratings are. In my opinion, that's fair. What What do you think? one hundred percent. I think they are just seeing the other signs. I need. I think they need a better outline. They They might have one. They probably do have one. I don't think they're that crazy, but I can't picture any possible way. This could be done in one sitting without it being boring at some part of the like movie. Because there is a lot of talking in between all that action stuff. Like a lot, a lot. A lot of teen drama stuff. Yeah. So, and, and But you have to develop those characters. Like those yeah. side characters mean uh, something. You need right? that so, stuff. Yeah. So either you're going to have to sacrifice the action for character development... Or you're just going to have to make this a mindless, like, bloody mess. But, I mean, if you say that's a trilogy and if you tell fans that, hey, you're not going to see all of season one in the first movie because we're going to take the time to do it right. Yeah. I, th I think fans will be okay with that. But here's the other problem that I have with this is if we're in, like, say, by the time the movie comes into theaters, if, if it's going to be, you know, what they're saying in a couple of years... We're probably going to be into season four or five of Invincible, are we not? That's, yeah, that's why them them announcing their game plan to us doesn't matter to me because you're talking about something that isn't even in like pre-production yet. Yeah, there's, everything not, even, you're there's saying, not even a script. <laughs> everything you're saying to me now is meaningless because I see, what, yeah. four years from now, you're going to start filming the first movie. So you're basically talking like between four to like ten years of planning and filming a, a, a trilogy. I think maybe he's trying to prolong this franchise by saying, okay, by the time we lay the groundwork to start you know, the movie, the show would have ended already. The Amazon animation show would have ended. I think that's what they're looking at. How do we continue this franchise after it ends? Because I think it's going to go up to season five, and I think it'll end there. Okay. I think that's the longevity of the show, season five. After that... I think it will it, it, just go off a cliff because I think the ratings will go down. I don't know if it has the legs to go past season five. Yeah. And I think that's what they're probably thinking it. Four or five, it ends. And then right after it ends, we can hit them with the live action because by then, we'll be in production already. 
So I think that's they're they're looking at how do we get it. He's looking at how do I get a decade long worth of invincible money. <laughs> that is what he's looking, at. and it's smart. It's smart. It's smart. Good yes. on good on him. Good on him. Right. He's done that with The Walking Dead by having spinoffs and making crazy deal with AMC. He's made a fortune doing that, and good on him for thinking long term here because he does. He knows this show will come to an end eventually. But how do we rejuvenate that interest and get the dollar bill still coming? Let's hit him with the live action right after the uh, animation ends. So yeah, good on him. I, I I'm a little skeptical. We'll see. It's way too early to right now see if this is this is gonna pan out. But let's see how the first couple of seasons of Invincible go first before he could you know be certain that there's gonna be viewership and people clamoring for more Invincible because. It could be a dud. I know Boy Season 2 wasn't as hit, a big of a hit as Season 1 was. So, and there's not too many people clamoring to get Boy's action figures. But Invincible is different, though. It really is, right? Because yeah. you I'm, have fans, like diehard fans from the comic. Yeah. A lot of people I spoke to didn't realize the Boy's was a comic. And even then, the comic was so different. That it made no difference what the show was following. Yeah. It was its own thing at that point. Well, I mean, Invincible is different too because they're more fast paced, right? Mm-hmm. But the the characters are so colorful. And I love I love the little alien guys. Can you imagine army building those? Oh man, those guys that come, keep coming back and getting yeah. slaughtered. <laughs> <laughs> they spend decades getting improving their tech, and then yeah, still you lose. could totally army build those. That'd be so much fun. I would at least get ten of those. That'd be so much fun. Uh, anything else you want to add to this? No, I think just waiting for more details. So we'll see you in a couple years. Hey, yeah, we'll follow it up with this. And then when Invincibles drops, we are definitely talking about them every episode. It's going to be fun. We can't wait to do that. So, yeah, it's going to be good times. Did they announce when season two is going to be dropping? No, I have no idea. So it's pro- we'll probably going to be probably being late spring. Right? We'll see. Hopefully. Yeah, it'd be nice to get those guys back. I enjoyed watching that. All right, okay, I guess uh, that kind of uh, wraps it up for today. So uh, wherever you are in the world or the universe, have yourself a good morning, a good day, and a good night. Bye. To infinity and beyond. <laughs>